Welcome to this episode of the Security Clearance Careers Podcast, ClearCast, your source for security clearance, intelligence community, espionage, national security, and defense contracting updates in our exclusive interviews with intelligence community and government leaders. Hello, hello, and thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Security Clearance Careers Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Keller, and today we have Heather Mongilio, who is a reporter with the United States Naval Institute News. She has covered local courts, crime, health, military affairs, and the Naval Academy, and recently published an article on the Department of Justice investigating a former Navy non-commissioned officer for her role in social media accounts that posted a series of leaked Pentagon documents. So today she is going to give us updates and highlights on the story and then what other similar headlines have in common. Noting signs of insider threats or properly handling classified information are obviously really important topics for our listeners. But before we dive into our chat, thank you so much for joining me, Heather. Of course. Thanks so much for having me. Let's talk about how the feds are investigating this former sailor behind pro-Russian social media accounts. So give us a rundown on the background of the story and how things have culminated over the last few months. Sure. So I first want to give a a shout out or a hat tip to the Wall Street Journal because they were the first people to report that there was this Donbass Davushka person. And then we were able to find out that the Department of Defense was going to be looking into her for her role in her social media accounts and that they might have possibly posted some of those leaked Pentagon documents that had come out of the Massachusetts Air Guardsmen who leaked a bunch on Discord. The case hasn't moved as fast as, you know, some of the other ones and it was being investigated. I was checking earlier this morning to see if there's been an official uh, federal document put in PACER to see if there's gone a, you know, a court hearing yet, but I haven't seen anything yet. So I think it's still being investigated. This was a person who was a former naval sailor at the time that she was posting on the social media accounts, though, the timeline shows that she was still an active duty sailor for at least when she started the accounts. And it could be that she had some pro-Russian views for quite a while. Sure. So as you were kind of pulling on these threads, like when did all of this first start and when did USNI News first report on it? We had been watching the the leaked documents that were posted, knowing that some of them were from Pentagon documents. And uh, we were watching them because we've been following the Ukraine war since the invasion back in February of 2022, that Ukraine was invaded. So we've been following these. And then my editor called me up at 9 a.m. and was like, hey, we've got this tip that the Department of Justice is going to be investigating this woman. And so we were able to publish that story pretty quickly. We published it in mid-April, April 17th. And that was pretty much as the day that we found out the information. So it was a very quick turnaround, a little bit of breaking news for us. But it was a very interesting twist, I think, just that the fact that they it had gone beyond this Massachusetts Air Guardsman and then had you know leaked into you know somebody who was a former sailor was doing these things as she was working for the Navy. Well, sure. And I know that she also has a couple of accolades or awards under her belt. And so let's talk a little bit about maybe some other news that you have reported on other similar headlines in terms of leaking classified information and topics of that nature. So the one case that comes to mind when I think about other people who had security clearances that leaked information or attempted to leak information is the the Tobe case, which was the Annapolis couple who took documents 
documents from the submarine program and were attempting to give them to another country. And the FBI caught them through a series of stings that they did where they posed as the an agent from the other country and would pick up the documents that Jonathan Tobe would drop off. He That court case is currently still active. There was at one point a plea deal, and then he was supposed to go to jail for X amount of time, and the judge decided that was not enough time. So that case, I think it's still being worked out because they had to go back through the plea deal and figure out how much time he the judge would feel was appropriate for him leaking these documents allegedly to another country. Sure. And time will tell on that one. So from your perspective, just in your reporting, have you found anything in these types of situations that you report on for USNI? Do any of these stories have anything in common from your experience. Massachusetts Air Guardsmen, I think it's a little bit different because it's hard to tell how much this this person who is relatively young when we, we think of age, how much he, that he was, you know, trying to leak documents to hurt the country, or if he was trying to, to show off that he had this access to the documents. I think those are all things that are still being discussed. That case, I think, is a little bit different than some of the other cases you think of when you think of like the big one with Snowden or Reality Winner or even this Jonathan Tobe case where they all had some other motive behind it. With the Sarah Bills case, it seems that that one follows more with the Snowdens and the the Jonathan Tobes of the world because it does seem that she had very pro-Russian agenda based on her social media posts. So I think that kind of follows the same thing where it's not clear she posted any of the documents she told the Wall Street Journal that she did not, that it was somebody else. But it was somebody who who was in our Navy who was espousing these views that probably go against what our country says. We te- but right now, the country has been very supportive of Ukraine in terms of lots of U.S. aid from our presidential drawdowns, which supply stuff that we currently have in our stockpiles to the U.S.-Ukraine Security Assistance Initiative, which is where we are putting money aside so that we can give them to contractors to build more equipment to send to Ukraine. So the country is taking a pro-Ukraine stance in that in terms of our support. And here you have somebody who is in our Navy who is using social media to give more of a pro-Russian spin, uh, which I think it's obviously not something that the Navy is going to be super happy with. I know we have freedom of speech, even when you belong to the military, you do still have freedom of speech, uh, depending on what you say. But it's definitely, I think, on that more of those, the people who had a motive when putting out their views or putting out documents versus perhaps this Massachusetts Air Guardsman. Sure. It definitely seems like the motivations are maybe not necessarily financial or something like that. I I, th- I really do think ego has something to do with it, but you know, I'm certainly just speculating. So thanks so much, Heather, for joining the podcast and giving us a rundown of some of these current headlines and breaking news that USNI was able to to put out there. And so any closing thoughts or other stories that you report on for USNI that you'd like to highlight here? Um, of course, we're going to be uh, following this story as much as possible. I tend to do a lot more on personnel. So this is probably something that is going to affect personnel just on the sense that I know a lot of, of the security offices like the Navy, the military, the whole other federal offices are going to be looking at the sense of how people get clearances, which I know will be a big story to follow, especially since there are so many people in the military who need a clearance. I will leave one thing. I've heard a lot of discussions about how young the Massachusetts Air Guardsman was and how he was able to access these documents as so young. And I think it's important to remember that when you're talking about people who are enlisting in the military, uh, beyond just the guard, which 
is something that you can belong to if you're part of the Army or the, um, the Air Force. With the Navy and the Marine Corps, you are going after the 18-year-olds, the 19-year-olds, even officers who go to, you know, to the Naval Academy or, or through an ROTC program. They're entering in at 22. Enlisted people are entering right after high school. So when we think about the military in terms of people who are on their first contracts and for the Marine Corps that for a while, that was a huge part of their population. It is a bunch of young people, you know, in terms of what we think of. And I think that's important to keep in mind when you're talking about this guardsman, just when everyone's like, oh, he's so young. That is what our military is. It is a bunch of young, young people. No, that's a great point. I mean, I think when we work in this industry, it does seem to be, you know, especially on the contracting side, it is, you know, some some older folks and older generations, but we do have these younger people entering into sort of the national security ranks. And so that that is a really great point. And so, Heather, thank you so much for joining me again for the podcast today. You can read more of Heather's story at news.usni.org. And for more information on the security clearance process, how to handle classified information, and much more, you can visit news.clearancejobs.com. This is Katie Keller, editor at clearancejobs.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of ClearCast. For more information on career and recruiting advice, visit news.clearancejobs.com.